Do you know where you are? Do you know where you are? is Appetite for Distortion. And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion. It is Brando, episode 83. I I just don't understand how it's been 83 episodes, just... Countless hours of talking to uh, different people about Guns N' Roses, about their lives, um, and 83, the year I was born. You know, uh, Jimmy, I just turned 35 on Saturday. I was re- recording this. I-, I feel old. Oh, really? Should I feel old? Like, I don't really? know how old you are. Because 35, I don't know. I'm, I'm still pl- I'm plucking grays out of my beard. You are? Because it's not coming in like the sexy um, Clooney way. It's It looks like I guess like forgot to wipe my face from eating like eating too much cake it does it's not coming in good yet when it does i'll be a silver fox i i i've i've got a couple but nothing uh nothing major you know you say 35 i'm 46 Mm. you wear it well i start i started music when i was 35 wow that's um Okay, that, like that. I, before we even get there, because that in itself, okay. like everything you've told me off the air, and, and well, I guess welcome to the AFD show, AFD show, uh, Jimmy, but uh, from Hillbilly Herald. Uh, I, I always like to start my interview so awkwardly and organically, because that's just me in life, 35 years in. Um, but just just welcome, and it's it's cool, and whether you're, this is the first time you're joining us, you found us on the iHeartRadio app, on, on Spreaker, on Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, AlternativeNation.net. They're usually putting uh, articles out uh, about our interviews. And, and, and uh, Jimmy found us a different way. He found me on my Instagram because uh, you could follow the AFD show, at the AFD show on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you never know, Jimmy, if they're listening for the first time. That's why you have to do the stupid plugs. You just never know. Uh, yeah, that's uh, good. But you found my Instagram, which is Belbiv Brando, just like the, you know, Poison song. Poison. Yeah, I, I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, you just you uh, you just friended me, and I forgive me. I'm I'm going like backtracking, learning more about you since I don't know the week or so we've been in contact. Uh, who you were, and I was like, wow, this guy's open for for Slash. Look at all he, he's done. His his band is awesome. Maybe it would be a cool guest, and you're like, "Oh yeah, sure." Like, I don't yeah. know if that I don't know if that was your intent, like your your kind of a passive no, aggressive I, way of getting me to ask you, of friending me first. But I asked you first, no. and it's cool. You know, I have a guy that a kid that helps me with my social media because, like I said, I'm not too savvy with computers and all that stuff. And he's kind of so I, anything that, that that I that I think is interesting, and I mean, anybody that wants to talk about Guns and Roses, I'm down. You know what I mean? To me, that that they're my Beatles, so. Mm. You know, I, I'm I'm into it. You know, I love it. I thought it was really cool. And and yeah. and I, I guess you have to like what we we do here because I can we could talk about GNR of course. We if you wanted to, oh my favorite song is this or the concert I went to is this great. Mm. But the more I find out about you, Jimmy, and the history of Hillbilly Herald, it's I I got to get that story. I think first and foremost because the band's out of California, but I. 
I don't think you're from there. Like where? Because are, are there a lot of hillbillies in in, in depending mm-hmm. upon? So where did that? I guess uh, where do we start? You know when you were a little, right, we'll start. Let's yeah. start. Let's start with that. There are not a lot out here. I, I, and 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 this is how I know this because I just met my brother from my dad's side, where the whole hillbilly story comes from. He had uh, a son by another woman, and I just met him in uh, March. Oh, wow. And, 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 you know, I always knew I had a brother out there somewhere, but he didn't know anything about his family. So he did the Ancestry.com DNA thing, and he actually showed me where, you know, he, did the, he had this whole roadmap, which was crazy. So we started in uh, Ireland, and then mm. they migrated to West Virginia. And then they came from West Virginia into Indiana, which is where I'm from. Okay. To, oh. You know, following the, following the money, you know, working in the factories and stuff. <laughs> and, and then, it, you know, it, it's crazy because it shows these, you know, like the, the, the people that, that come, all these like red lines and, and how many people. And there's only a handful of us that made it all the way out west. So I'm one of the ones that made it all the way out west. See, I love that. I mean, that's just your family ancestry, and that's, I guess, for our purposes in this podcast, we parallel that to, you know, Guns N' Roses, all the offshoots. And as soon as I, I said, oh, I'm going to interview, uh, you know, Jimmy from Hillbilly Herald on my uh, social media, and I just got some reactions, people who have seen you already. Uh, our friend, uh, I almost say my, my, my brother's name, Tristan, because it's almost spelled the same way, but it's not, uh, uh, Tintin, who... I, I know I fuck it up his name all the time, uh, but he owns a Slash's fan page out of uh, out of Mexico, and he said I saw Hillbilly open for Slash in 2013. Frontman has a special kind of magic and energy, and and mm. I respect his opinion. So I'm like, all right, that's in addition to, of course, prepping for the interview, uh, watching your videos, and I, you have this unique sense of humor that seems to be an organicness to your rock approach that is lost, too. So you mentioned GNRs, your Beatles, your I guess you're from Indiana, even though you have more of a background than that where Axel is from. What made you into the front man? Like who like for people like me who didn't see you, I mean, albeit just the internet over the past week, uh who like, where did you get this um I'm, it's I'm, I, most people I would say where did you get this act to other people or shtick I don't I wouldn't say that to you because it seems like it's just it's real it's organic you're not playing no I, a part. I I I I become that person up there and it's you know I, I don't I mean I don't know where it comes from it comes within you know it's like I it's you know it's anger or whatever you know I, I get to become this this person who who takes over and. And it's like, I don't know where it comes from. You know, like people are really like freaked out after shows and like, you know, they don't come near me and stuff. And I, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, I'm, it's, it's just, you know, you, you just take a, take your time and, and you go into these songs and these songs, like all the songs are written about things that have, have happened or where I've been in my life. And I think that all that, it was just a lot of rage. And, you know, I had to, to channel it somewhere. My, my dad was very, Oh man, God, we get, we got to get into this. Huh? My 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 old man was a you know, I would say dangerous person. Mm. You know, like if you if you crossed him, it, it, it could get it could get really bad. You know, and I think that I always harness that energy. So when I go up there, I get to release that energy, and he didn't get to release that energy that way. He well, he he chose to do it other ways, and you know, robbing banks or, you know, gambling or whatever he was. You know, he was doing bad things you know what i mean so i think that's where it comes from i've always had it within me i wasn't uh 
I wasn't the best kid growing up. You know, I was kind of, you know, I like to fight and, and get in, get, you know, carry drink and carry on and stuff. And, and, and now I found a channel and outlet, you know, to, to release that, 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 uh, that demon, shall we say, I don't know what it is, you know what I mean? But it's real. It's, you know, in that moment when, when I'm doing what I'm doing, it's, it's, yeah, it's real. It's interesting if you, the way you describe your dad, I know you told me just a little off air because I prefer just to have the, some of the conversation on the air for the first time. So I act just as surprised with certain things, just like my listeners do. Uh, but it's the fact that you, you named your band and logo kind of in tribute to your dad. So what kind of relationship would you say? And, and I've spoken about, just so you know, I don't expect you to, uh, even though you kind of reached out to me, I don't expect you to have listened to all uh, 82 episodes up until this point, know my, my, my story. Uh, but, I guess it's appropriate as we record this uh, September 10th. What is it? Uh, World Suicide Awareness Day, right? Uh, yeah. And there, I mean, it's it's affected a that's lot of today? people. I, I believe that's that's today. I mean, at least according oh. to uh, to Twitter, World Suicide Prevention uh, Day. Oh. So I, I've mentioned this because how does it tie into GNR when they started covering Chris Cornell, uh, and then the Chester Bennington thing happened and. For me, it's always like, what's the appropriate outlet to talk about me and my story? So I've mentioned that, you know, that's how my dad passed away through depression. So I have a unique relationship with him, and I use him to kind of channel my energy into radio. And, you know, what do you found this funny? What do you appreciated this? Is the confidence that he had in me just let it, you know, let his confidence in me take over, uh, but where I would doubt myself, things like of that nature. So I ask you, I only preface it with that because you obviously have a unique relationship with your dad to name your your band. And essentially what is, again, I, I, if you, if, tell me a better name, because I don't want to say gimmick. But, I mean, wrestling gimmick is not necessarily necessarily a dirty word, but it's a, it's, it's a cool uh, premise, the Hillbilly Herald kind of thing and, and the PBR, because your dad drank PBR. But you make it sound like he wasn't like a fun drunk, you know? So why well, live mean, in that? He, he, I don't know if he was, if you'd say he wasn't a fun drunk. I'm sure he was fun to be around to his friends, but you know, that's what they did. They hustled and they, they, you know, they, you know, he, he didn't have anything growing up and he learned young that if you wanted it, you need to take it. And, and he wasn't afraid to, to take it. You know what I mean? And it, it, listen, it, he paid for it. You know, he's no longer with us. So, you know, and, and, and like, a, you know, it, it, oh, well, it's a long time ago and it's, it's all good. You know what I mean? Like I'm cool. You know, I'm cool with where I'm at because I think if, if that, if that hadn't have been, if that hadn't have happened, I would be a totally different person today. I agree with that. You know, my, my mom, you know, my mom raised us and, and, you know, and that's, that's where the, you know, the goodness comes from. Does that make sense? You know, it could have, it could, it could have been bad. You know what I mean? Oh, of course I do. So, Cause I, I look yeah. at it even, you know, they're all tragedies and I even look at, um, no, of course, addiction is the same. It's in the same ballpark. It's not mutually exclusive with a depression, but it's, of course, a symptom of. Uh, so I look at it the same way. I, I didn't used to. But then you th- I think of, okay, I idolize people like like Slash, who nearly died from, from drugs. Uh, Axel's history of abuse, being abused, is, is, is well documented. You know, and, and look at the paths that they're on, and they've had their... Certainly, they're they're lows, but I think a lot of people would trade places with them. I mean, whether that's right or wrong is another discussion. But to be to have the life of Axl Rose, to have a life of Slash, but they suffered. 
you know, with the alcoholism, with the abuse, with all, uh, you know, all the fun things life has to offer. <laughs> so it's just interesting what well, we. Well, I think we, it. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. I don't. I don't think anything comes for free. You know, like even his his life. I mean, I, I you know, I've hung out with him and stuff, and you know, and, and I, 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 we're we're friends. You know what I mean? And it's like. He, you know, they still have, they shit eat and breathe like we do. They still go through shit, you know, right. and they still go through, you know, so I'm, listen, I, my, my favorite singer of all time is Axl Rose. That's, that's hands down. You know what I mean? I, I I've got Same nothing here. but mad respect for guns and roses and, but I'm cool with being Jimmy Harold. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I'm cool with me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know what it would be like to be them, you know what I mean? But I'm I'm cool with me, you know what I mean? I'm saying it in regard of the, you are you, that whatever they went through created them, that whatever yeah. you went through is creating you, and same thing for me. So what I'm finding fascinating, I guess my my philosophical Socrates, or if you were the Bill and Ted guy, Socrates kind of question, uh, is just how, like to use your dad as the, the face and the force to drive you and what again is a really cool uh, band that's on the rise. So why your dad? Maybe why not your mom? Why not just be okay? You know Jimmy well, you know, and the uh, you know the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Why not? Well, you why? Right, right. Well, that, that's an you know think about that. Like I didn't get you know my dad went to prison when I was I think I was three. Wow. Yeah. You know, and and he never made it out of prison. He was hung in prison. That's a whole other story. But Ooh. but uh, but uh, you know. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get to to grow up with him. So when when you know when when we sat down and we thought, well, you know, what are we gonna name the band? I was like, let's let's name it. I got to like revisit him, but I got to I got to cre- recreate him the way I wanted him to be. Does that make ah, sense? Ah, no, it does. It does. So I got to, I got to, you know those those that, that first record is a lot about like his myths and his stories, you know, and 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 about how you know, we kind of intertwined because I kind of wanted to be like my dad, you know what I mean? And I wanted to be this guy. And, and, you know, when I was running around Elkhart as, as a younger guy, I was acting like an idiot, you know what I mean? And like I said, you know, I thought that was, that was the cool thing to do. So when I stepped away from it and came to Los Angeles and realized you don't need to be like that, you can be like this, but I still wanted to um, explore him and I still wanted, but I got to make him the way I wanted to make him. It's interesting. If that makes any sense. No, it does. So I mean, it does. at least to me, it does. Without knowing, without knowing, it, it, it like, it, I got to heal from it. You know, I've since moved on from that. You know what I mean? Like, there's even been, at one point, there was a short talk of, like, maybe we should change the name of the band because, not for me, but, you know, that the, the drummer was like, you know, it's kind of like people see that as, like, a, a hick or like a redneck or like, you know, racist. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, it's got nothing to do with it. I know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Harold, the way my last name is spelled is the messenger. You know what I mean? And hillbilly is where I come from and it's in my blood. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. And it doesn't mean that I, that I carry on the way people, it's, it's just me. You know what I mean? Like expressing where I come from and being proud of it. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not ashamed of it, but I'm not a, you know, I'm not, how do I say I've been in LA for 20 years now. So it's like, I'm a different person than I was back then. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to evolve and be uh, positive and, 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 you know, show people that you shouldn't be ashamed of where you come from. You should always carry that flag. You know what I mean? I do. No, it does. And it's, I guess it's interesting timing because I just watched on uh, Showtime. uh, It's a new, at least I think it's a new uh, documentary about Leonard Skinner. And they they talk about the the Southern flag, 
you know, I know we mm-hmm. have listeners everywhere, and I mean, I don't want to take for granted everybody knows American fucking history. Uh, but, you know, if we're here in America, the South, especially recently, um, I shouldn't say recently, but like the whole flag and, and statues being taken down and people thinking it represented slavery or hate. And it was interesting to hear the, the guys from Skinner talk about it never meant that for them. They were just Southern boys, you know, uh, kind of just like playing rock and roll, wasn't too much political into, politics into it. But they understand now that some people yeah. are offended by it, but it's like, that's not us, you know, at all. And it was the most organic, like, real, con- like, answer that it's so hard to do in today's climate and the social justice warrior climate and the, the pl- over-political, uh, cor- the correctness. So I get that. And that's why I, I, you know, I was like, Hillbilly Herald, like, is, is, is a country act opening up for, for Slash? And again, forgive me, I, I no, had to learn about the- that. And I get it. Like, somebody said it to me last night. You guys are like, you know, we we went to see uh, uh, Craig Gass last night, that comedian. Oh, okay. And 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 you know, and and I was hanging around, you know, with a bunch of, you know, what, what are you ro- musicians, rockers, you know what I mean, after the show and stuff. And somebody said that to me. Oh, you're playing Tuesday night, and 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 because uh, uh, we're playing Tuesday night too, we're at the Viper Room, and uh, they're coming to the show, and they're like, yeah, well, you know, is it kind of like, uh, you know, country? You know, they get confused by the name, but. I think I think this. I think that you know. How do I say this? Once it gets out there, people will will understand. You know what I mean? Like, oh, of course. It's you know it, it, it is. We're not. We're like a southern fried. Maybe I hate to say you know so, compare us to anybody because we're not like you know ACDC is the best. You know, one of the best bands on the planet. But we're like a southern fried rock band. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's it's it's it, you know, but the name is. It's it's hard to explain it to people, you know. What I mean, you just gotta see it. But once you see the show and then you see the name, you get it. That's what everyone says. And I got this great um, uh, our friend uh, Alex uh, from um, California said, "I met the dudes from Hillbilly Herald in line to get tickets for the GNR Troubadour. They offered to cover the ten dollars cash. Uh, had only my ATM. So what? You you were gonna pay for this guy to get into the reunion show? Like what? What's yeah, yeah." I- I, I, you know, I, it's a, listen, I, I love people, you know what I mean? And I think that if you, you know, it's like, we're not going to get all the way up in the line. This guy waited out there with us all day. And it's like, he's going to get thrown out cause he doesn't have 10 bucks. I'm going to give you something like that. 10 bucks. My God. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> let's all just, I think that like the, everything's so divided right now. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into politics. I'm not into any of it. You know what I mean? But everybody's just got to. We got to get together here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm with you. And, and, and play some music and everybody just kind of, you know, just chill out. It's all good. You know what I mean? We're buying into too much of this stuff. And I think they want us to be separated, you know, and it's like we don't need to be. You know what I mean? It's, it's all good. You know what I mean? I do know what you so, mean. Yeah. And that's what, to, you know, the quick sidebar, to, that's what this podcast is for me. It doesn't matter if you voted, you know, for, for Trump or if you voted for you know, Hillary, or if you vote, you know, voted for a spaghetti monster, whatever. As mm-hmm. long as you like mm-hmm. Guns and Roses, let's all meet here. Let's all find. Like, that's the one thing we got in common. Doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is, what color, yeah, what, what I, language you speak. Let's meet here. Let's world peace starts right here. Starts with Guns and Roses. At least I just want to enter. I I just want to entertain. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want. I don't want to be. You know, if you want to judge me, you can judge me. But you know, I think if you sat down with me, you'd be like, oh. All right, he's cool. You know what I mean? I'm a, I am a people person. I love people. I love to get to know them. I love to talk to them. I love to, you know, and I think it kind of freaks them out sometimes because they look at me 
they, they've already judged me before they've sat down with me. But if you sat down with me, it's like, I, I, I just, it's all good, man. Let's, you know, let's just have a glass of wine and smoke a joint and chill out and <laughs> talk music, you know? I see you like, um, like a hillbilly version of like Andrew W.K., someone who's like so intense, like, oh my God, what is this guy about? Like when he first came out, you know, the bloody nose, all that, but he's like the nicest guy on the planet, you know? So it's, yeah. just, it's, and then we always talk about that with Axel, how he was perceived, how angry he was perceived. And yes, there are certain things you could point to, like, wow, that's an angry, per- but look at him today. And so it's always. Well, he had every right to be angry. Mm-hmm. If that's, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't know Axel's story except for what I've read. I don't know, you know what I mean? I've met him, and I got to say, you know, he was super cool to me. You know what I mean? And that's, I, that's I met the him response we always get. That's what, so where did you, you know, meet him? Like, where did you meet him? I got to go, and, and I'll tell you this: we got to go to we, we. A buddy of mine went to see Guns N' Roses in '92 in the RCA Dome in Indianapolis. Oh, and uh, you know they put all you know they they had this they would have these huge after parties. Uh, after the, after their shows, and I don't know what they spent like a hundred grand or whatever was in the books. You know, you've read it. It was it was a massive party, but they took all the guys and they put all the guys in this little little room, and they you know they they had this party going on. You know, and 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 uh, my buddy and I snuck into the party, and they you know they know you're not supposed to be in there. You know what I mean? They know what's going on. You think they don't, but they all everybody knows they can look at your pass and certain passes for certain rooms. And you know, we snuck into this into this party, and and you know, Axel walked in and. Um, he came right over to us, knew what we were up to, you know what I mean? And shook our hands and, and was like, are you guys having a good time? And it was kind of like, you guys made it in. You know, <laughs> you guys, we're, but we were totally respectful. I mean, we were kids, so we were just standing there in awe of like, how, what? Is how old are you? Teenagers? Young teenagers? I can't do the math. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, we were, we were young, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like, and, and to have him come over and greet you of a, at a party that you snuck into and be like, hey, man. You know, you guys are cool. We're not, we weren't messing with anything. We were just sitting there literally freaked out that we were even in this room. You know I mean? like, <laughs> oh my God, what do we do? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what do we do? Like, how, you know, like you, it, it, it was, it was, it was crazy. You know what I mean? To see all that shit happen. And, and it was in the time of like, they were in their heyday, you know? So it was kind of like, he could have easily said, you know, get out. And he didn't, he was very like, you guys have a good time. You know what I mean? And, and I was just like, wow. You know what I mean? It just, it, it made me like him even more. You know what I mean? It was, he just, I, I, I don't know what he, you know, it went through, like I said, except for what we've read. But I mean, he got me through a lot of shit. Like he, you know, like rock and roll saved my life. There was times when at growing up when shit was really dark and, you know, my brother and I escaped into, you know, kiss and, and then, you know, like, you know, and then, and then, you know, then, you know, like I got into like rat and Motley Crue and then, and then Guns N' Roses came along and I was like, holy shit. You know what I mean? I'm getting on this train, you know? Yeah, no, I, and, absolutely. I, 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 and, I love that because that could have been such a point where, uh, you know, how people depicted Axel, you know, how so ang- angry that could have been, you could have been justified. Like, hey, who are these kids? I don't know these kids, but just, uh, I kind of just giving you the, uh, the nod, the tip of the cap, like, congrats, guys, you made it, so enjoy yourselves. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing he would have done, I think, you know what I mean? He wouldn't have yeah. sat in that other room. He, he probably like, did he the was, same thing. Obviously. I mean, he did. Look at his career. You know, he, he moved to Los Angeles, and he he, he went for it, and he, and he won, you know what I mean? Was that, so, when you well, were that age, you did know, you want to be a rock star? Like, is did, like where were well, you? Everybody met? wanted to be a rock star. Yeah, I used to. You know, I, I never studied in school, never paid attention, which I should have. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and I'm saying that now because I'm older, and it's like, you know, you, 
the, the things that I, if I could go back and change it, I would have, you know, paid attention a little more, but you know, I always, I always thought, you know, in the back of my mind, I, I never played music back then. I tried, you know, I would mess with the, the bass guitar or I would mess with this and I just walk away from it because I couldn't focus. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't like, uh, it's still hard for me today to like, to focus. I get really freaked out when it's something I have to focus on, you know, I do. So know, I, know I, that I could feeling. never sit down. I could never sit down and figure out how they, you know, how to play that stuff. And something in the back of my head always just said, don't worry about it. Just keep doing, just keep moving forward in life and, 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 whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And then, you know, when I moved here, I'll tell you this story. I don't even know if you know the story. When I moved here, I was a bartender at this place called the hamburger Hamlet. And, and, uh, I moved here in 99 and slash would come in the bar, you know, and we just started talking and I was the bartender and he would come in and eat and drink and do whatever he's going to do. And, and then, you know, he would go off about, he was starting velvet revolver right around that time. I think, you know what I mean? Was right this around the first time you had met him. Yeah, that's the, that's the first time I'd met him. You know, I'd got his autograph backstage way back then. You know what I mean? Like, he but, signed my pass. But this I mean? was like a, ever... like, be, like a first time forming a friendship. But you're just, like you said, a bartender. And he's a, a, essentially yeah. just a patron coming in. That's it. You know, and, and, he, and, and we started, we had a conversation. And, you know, it was, it was a good conversation. Well, I don't even think it was about music, you know. But I, you know, obviously I wanted to ask him a million questions, but my <laughs> job was to make sure he got fed and, you know, got taken care of. That was my job. You know what I mean? So I didn't, I didn't really harass him. You know what I mean? And, and we just, it was just a normal conversation. And then he came back in and we had another one. He came back in and we had another one. He came back in. And at that time I was messing around with the bass guitar, you know, uh, in, in this, in this little like throwaway punk band. And, you know, and uh, I started talking about music and, you know, this and that. And I can't remember how it all went down, but something to the fact that you should start your own band. That Slash and said I that was, to you? Yeah, and I was 35 years old, man, when that happened. I, I'd never sang in front of anybody. So uh, he said that, and, and a light just went off in my head. It was like, okay, it's time. Now it's time. And I, hmm. I, I, I 24-7 worked on it, worked on it, worked on it, tried to get people involved, tried to get people involved. You know, And, and, and at first, I, 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 I never even sang. I thought, well, I'll just play bass. I'll write these songs, and... And I'll play bass guitar and, um, and you know, I'll, I'll form a band. And, and, you know, just all these things started happening. And w- when I started writing these demos, you know, and, and I didn't know an A from a G to an E. I didn't know any of that stuff. I just grabbed a bass and I would write cool riffs on the bass. And then I'd have this guitar player and interpret that into, you know, a guitar riff. And then, and then we would do a, a, a song and, and then I would go away and write lyrics. And then I had this singer come in and he was going to sing on these demos and, he was singing and I said, can you try singing it like this? And I sang for the first time, huh. you know, and, and, uh, and you really and, never tried before, not even in the shower or in the car. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, but I never like, you know, tried to, you know, tried to hustle it to where it was going to be something that I was going to do. But you it, know what I mean? But it never, did you think that you, like, I know I'm tone deaf, but it was you like, oh, I can carry a tune. I can do karaoke and just never put thought into it. Yeah. Yeah. I could like, you know, I could sing a black crows cover or something like that, you know, and and I used to dance around. I used to dance around in the mirror in Indiana in my bedroom and and (laughs) sing like Cinderella songs, you know, because I thought Tom Keeper's voice was really cool or Tesla, you know, and then, you know, when Axel came out, I would sing that or Skid Row. You know what I mean? I would always sing to that shit. I never tried it, you know what I mean? And let alone standing out there and, you know, the front man's the entertainer, I think, you know, I I don't want to say anything, you know. 
that, but you know, that's my job is to go out there and entertain. I'm the, I'm the front man. So I didn't know if I wanted to take on that whole role. You know, I was already trying to figure out everything else. So it was mm-hmm. just more stuff added to my plate. But you know, when that guy looked at me and said, Jimmy, I think you should maybe sing. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, let's give it a shot. So that's how it started. And then I started making these demos. And at that time I had, um, you know, Slash's number and I would text him and say, Hey man, I got this demo. And then he would literally come in the restaurant and grab the demos and leave, you know? And, and then he would call me on the phone and go, man, this is fucking great. Keep going and, and, and hang up, you know what I mean? And then go by his way. And, and it just kind of fueled my fire of like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to chase this down. You know what I mean? I, I got to make this happen. So I just got obsessed with it and kept hustling it, hustling it, hustling it. And then, you know, at one point, uh, you know, we were we were playing the clubs in, in, in Hollywood and we were packing these clubs. And and I lost touch with him because, you know, he changed his number and, and he, you know, he got sober and he was doing his whole thing, you know, and I lost contact with him. And then I saw him, uh, I was I was coming out of a movie and I saw him at the, the cookie hut. And I just went over to him and said, hey, man, I did all this shit. And it's like, I got to get to the next level. What do I do now? <laughs> and he kind of just looked at me like, who is this? And he goes, Jimmy. And, you know, and then we started talking. And, oh, wow. And it, I'm just giving you the short of it. But no, I like it. we started Enjoy talking. It. And I was, I was like, hey, man, you know, we got to go on tour. I got I to get out there. And, and he said, are you ready? And I said, yeah. And, you know, I, and then, you know, two days later, I get a phone call from his management. And they're like, hey, man, you're going to go on this tour. You need to be in Baltimore, Maryland in a week. Are you going to be able to do this? Because I didn't have a label. I've never had anybody but me doing all this. Mm-hmm. You know, every once in a while you'd get like a manager that would jump on board and help out. And, you know, some of them would help you get to another level and some of them would just, you know, hopefully you would do the work and they would milk off of you kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Sure. So anyway, so we went out and we did this tour and, uh, and that was the first time he'd even saw me play live. To have that kind like of, liter- like, what do you think? Literally- of that? And look, I, don't, I have so many questions, but no, I don't want to stop the fluidity of, you know, keep going. I, what do I think of it? Like I, I, you know, if you sit down and think of it, think about it, it it's too much for you to even think about. It. Just <laughs> keep going. You know what I mean? Just keep sure, going, yeah. You know? And you know, there was there was times when he would call and say, "Hey, man, you know, send me this song," and I'd send him the song, and, and I don't know what he was doing with them. You know what I mean? But it just kept going, and like, and then you know, like I became buddies with Steel Panther, and then you know, after after you know, they they would they started taking us out on the road and. And, you know, these things just started to happen. But the thing about it is, is I didn't know back then how to capitalize on any of this shit. It was happening. You know, we were just going out and playing. And I would come home and make like a little record uh, out of my pocket and, and put it out. And then we would go back, you know, we'd go back out and have fun with these guys. But, you know, now I, I've learned you got to capitalize on that shit. You know what I mean? Somehow, you know, because then you can keep going. Does that make sense? It does. And that's something that. You know, here in the radio world, there's something that I have, I struggle with as well. Like, I can do my, you know, what I need to do. It's just all the other variables of the business aspects of it and the next level thing. But that's a whole, that's my story for another show or podcast or episode. But I'm, I'm thinking, like, just like what we paint slash as, uh, I say we is just the, the average fan. I know not everybody, but just like this nice guy. So this nice guy... You know, he he's already slash at, at this point, and, you know, he's chatting up the bartender. I mean, that's that happens. But just to keep that relationship, you know, kind of go and be very friendly. And and just to suggest you start a band at your age, 
and what that means to you and just to learn how I'm, I'm taking it as. It wasn't like a flippant comment like, yeah, you know, go, go chase your dreams, like being, uh, you know, gold star, just, just to be nice for the sake of being nice. But he wasn't. He wouldn't take you – he wouldn't ask for your demo if he really wasn't curious or didn't care about you as a person. He wouldn't give you feedback if he didn't care. He's taking you out on the row with him, so he, you have to deliver. Again, it's just it's just fascinating to me that you just keep going and going and going, and that's all you it's just been. Keep swimming, man. That's it. You know what I mean? It's like you just gotta you just gotta figure it out. And, and the business is it, it, it's so fucked up right now. You know, it's like everybody keeps asking for a new record. We just did a new record with Gilby Clark. Mm. He produced it. Oh, wow. And it's, I mean, it's a fantastic record. I spent a year writing this. I wrote songs with, you know, with, uh, with Sticks from Steel Panther. I wrote songs with, with uh, Michael Starr from Steel Panther. You know, I wrote songs with, uh, you know, my bass. I went everywhere and just wrote songs with all these people. And, and it hasn't come out. But, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out. You can't just put a record out. People don't understand that. It's like, you got to do a proper rollout. You know, it's got to go. If I just threw it on iTunes, it'd be over. It's like, it's like, I can't. Only just, if you know. you're Eminem or Jay Z can you do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and not even them. I mean, I guarantee you they spend money on a rollout. They don't just throw it on iTunes. They they do a proper rollout. They have a team that gets behind it. Well, and isn't the I, I think I discussed that with my former uh, co host about. You know, like what if Guns N' Roses were to ever do that, just drop a new album one day? Because some artists do that with maybe little fanfare, not hyping, oh, we're going to release this in iTunes, you know, uh, in October. But it's just all of a sudden, I think one day we woke up and there was an Eminem record. But he already has, I mean, people already subscribe to his channels and all that. So I can see it now. Well, yeah. I can see, like, it would be pointless for you. Yeah, for me, it would be like, you know, I have to find the right right time and the, and, the, and the right team to put this out because I want to go to the next level. And to go to the next level, you have to involve more people, and it has to be like, you know, it's, I don't know how to how to describe it without really sitting down and getting into it, but it's, there's a lot that goes into releasing a record the right way. Mm. You know, they, they people, you know, if you're Guns N' Roses, of course they could put a record out, but, you know, I how many how many box sets did they sell? I don't, I don't know if it was a huge, huge amount, you know what I mean? I don't know if people are buying that product anymore. But, you know, they can go out and just play, you know? They don't really need to... I mean, we all want to hear new music, but they don't have to do that, you know what I mean? Right. No, you're absolutely I mean, right. How, how, many, how, many, how, many, how many records are being sold? Zero. Walmart's not carrying them anymore. Uh, Target's not carrying them anymore. You know, there's probably, what, a thousand record stores in the whole world. I don't know, you know, what the number is, but it's not very many. So it's it's interesting. Know? I talk about this a lot with many of my guests. If you're classic rock, you know, you, you can still sell. You can still. I was actually watching uh, an ELO uh, concert this morning on the Showtime. I, I'm watching Showtime. The second time I mentioned it, it's because I got a free uh, trial. That's I talk about oh, my okay. life. <laughs> like, nobody cares. Sure. Uh, but all we talk about, like, the, the new acts. Like, why are we settled on GNR? And it's hard to find, you know, I've mentioned Hailstorm, but um, I'm, I, I I have an interview with uh, Mike Miley. Actually, I recorded it before we're speaking, but I haven't released it yet. And he kind of says the same thing where they're praised by people like Robert Plant and, and Slash. And they want to he, – he, Mike uh, Miley kept talking about not having a hit single yet, though, that not reaching that next level. But they're they're an awesome band. You guys are an awesome band that are unique. You're not the cookie cutter 
rock bands that I feel like have been, and a lot of people feel that have been, you know, churned out over the years. They, you, you, so, like, what is a, what is a, what do you, I, I mean, obviously, if you knew what to do, you would be doing yeah. it. But that's kind of, a, it's more of a rhetorical question. Like, what do you do? It, it's it's frustrating. And Like, does someone like Slash give you advice for someone who knows how it was done and now has to completely alter his approach? Well, what was done will never be done again. I mean, it can't, it just, I mean, you know, you, you look at Greta Von Fleet, you know, and, and they, they put out some, some, some stuff, but I mean, somebody got behind that and pushed that out. You know what I mean? I, they had to, I mean, it's, that's, you know, perfect example because I, I couldn't believe because I've been hearing the name for a while. And for me, I agree with, uh, I'm paraphrasing what Slash actually said. It sounds too much like Zeppelin. I'm like, they're great, but it's, just, I feel like I'm just listening to Zeppelin songs I never heard, but they, <laughs> I think they just announced the release of their first album. So they didn't even have their first album yet. And I feel like I've been hearing about them for like a year already. So there has yeah, to be some have, sort of machine behind them. There are, you know, absolutely. If you think that that shit is organic, you're out of your mind. I mean, nothing just ha- – it doesn't. It doesn't just happen. Nothing just happens. you got to do the work. You know what I mean? Go you on podcasts. Sort of- <laughs> Get people to know who you are. Well, I mean, it, it's – it has to. I mean, uh, how would they know who these people are? I mean, at one day we woke up and Greta Von Fleet was on all of our Facebook channels. I know, right? Hmm. Okay. How, how did they get on all of our Facebook channels? Well, somebody bought ads and put them out there. You know what I mean? And listen, I, I they're, they're good, man. I mean, I don't have, I'm not saying anything bad about them. I'm just saying they had a machine behind them and they, you know, rightfully so. I mean, cool. Great. great. You know what I mean? I don't have that. You know, nobody's done that for us yet, and, and I hope that that happens. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. It would be great. You know what I mean? But right now, we're blue-collar rock stars, and that's, 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 the, that's the game we're in. You know what I mean? We're, we're hustling it. So, you know, you don't have to buy it. I'm not, I'm not bitching and, and moaning. You don't have to buy it. I don't whatever, – you know, whatever. But eventually, it's like the well is going to run dry, and it's, you know – I think it has in, in the rock world. I was just thinking the other day, what happened to the uh, – uh, the time when a rock was supposed to be saved by the vines and the hives and the the white stripes. I mean, I know the white stripes broke up, but I mean, uh, the Strokes, they were, all the the bands that were supposed to save rock. And I mean, I know uh, Jack White's still doing his thing, but essentially none of them are, you know, what they were supposed to be. Uh, so I think there's still a hunger and a thirst, and that's why Guns N' Roses can go out with a three fifths reunion and have the fourth largest. Uh, successful largest successful tour of all time i mean I, yeah I think- and I, I listen and, and i think i think this man i think this, and it's easy for me to say this because i'm in the situation i'm in but i think that like you know if they would if they would uh you know slash uh, obviously it took us out on on a, on a couple tours you know what i mean with with uh nobody knew we were there nobody knew we were coming nobody knew who we were you know what i mean nothing so just think about the little impact that we had with with essentially nothing behind us. Think about that. I mean, if, if bands like Guns N' Roses or Metallica or, you know, Avenged Sevenfold, these, these big bands, if they would start an umbrella and put these bands that they believe in underneath them, you know, and, and put that out there, it's kind of like handing the baton off. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying I'm the band. I'm not saying it's me. I mean, I'm not saying it's The concept, because we've often yeah. spoken about that in relation to Guns N' Roses. I think when I spoke with... Um, Billy Rowe from Jet Boy, even going back in the days where 
one day one band would uh, close and the other band would, like when they were both up and coming. Or uh, I've had people say I went to go see Aerosmith or Motley Crue and I left the Guns N' Roses fan. You know, it's it's passing that baton that that, that era yeah. of rock had that I don't think is in today's. It, I only see it in like the festivals, maybe where you have like the well, headlining festival and you have like all the bands that signed on to it. But yeah. I don't think that's not the same. No, like I mean, wouldn't it be cool? Let's just say, let's just say this hypothetically. Let's just say this. Let's just create this this, this scenario, okay? Guns N' Roses loves Hillbilly Herald, and and <laughs> and they're like, we're gonna take these guys around the world. We're gonna take a piece of them. You know what I mean? We're gonna we're gonna be on Guns N' Roses label. You know, we're gonna they're gonna they're gonna get behind us, and they're gonna put us all, just like let's go back to Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin did it for Bad Company. They mm-hmm. signed them to Led. They were the only band that was ever signed to Led Zeppelin's label, and. They took them out and they, you know, they right away. I mean, if you go back and, and listen to all the old interviews and stuff, you know, they took them out and they, they, they created it. Like they put them in the, they put them out there. And what happened? That company became this huge band because they put them under their umbrella and they, they made it happen. Like that's, there's only one way to, to do it. And it's to make it happen. If you believe in it, it you know, if, 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 if this band, you know, just well, once again, I'm just, Hypothetically, sure. you know, I'm not asking for any handouts. No, I got gotcha. you. Guns and Roses believed in in, in a band, and if, even if it was uh, not us, but if they believe in a band and, and they take them out on the road and they say, "All right, this is the next band," you know, and and, it, and 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 that band delivers. That band goes out there and delivers, and I think we deliver live. I mean, I know we deliver live. We deliver live. There's no there's no question about it. I demand it from my the people I'm in a band with, and I demand it for myself. So we deliver, and then that carries on and then there's a new band. I mean, I wouldn't expect anyone, anything less from somebody with a uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon uh, microphone stand, but we also talk about this, uh, band versus <clears throat> brand. GNR is a brand. I think that's what the box set is. I think that's what the, the skull and the crosses are. Uh, and the, the, and it's, So if they want to do that, that could be another, that could be their next level. Because are they going to be like the Stones? And be doing this uh, until they're seventy, or are they going to be? You know, they can create their own, their own. I mean, yes, but they can also be a mix of that and Kiss. Maybe not go uh, have GNR coffins, but just to make it some sort of a. Uh, you know, I, I think the label thing is cool to know. Like, you know what, Axel and Duff or Na- and I and and Slash, I, I respect their opinions. Like, wow, this band is on their label. Yeah, I mean, I, hey, listen. Like I said, it's easy for me. It's easy for me to sit here and say that because, you know, that's that's what uh, you know you're hoping for. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> they've got their own stuff they're dealing with. You know what I mean? And I would imagine some of the time they don't even know who's opening. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. management or it's it's a label favor or it's this and it's that. You know what I mean? So it's you know I, I mean. A perfect example of that wasn't wasn't who was the band that Axel hated that opened for uh, Guns N' Roses back in the day, and he called them. Uh, name of that band? Are he you, called them. You think it was the death metal? Yeah, they call them the the pigeons of shit metal. Yeah, like he, you know, like he didn't know that he, he didn't know that they were opening. It's like, well, how they get that spot is what I want to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not. You know. It's, it's like how they get that damn spot because I I would have loved to have had that opportunity. But but even him saying that, even him saying that, made them popular. And then Dave Grohl, being the ultimate fucking sweetheart, made his press statement on AOL that being disapproved of by Axel is like being knighted by the Queen. 
I'm next thing you know, I'm in every fucking uh, streaming banner on AOL. On all, I mean, that made my career. It literally was a, moment, a defining moment in my career in rock and roll. The power is within those guys now. You know, the labels are going away. Record sales are going away. Mm-hmm. And the artists, the artists, they have the power now. They have complete control. Yes, they They're do. They're the Jedis. You know yes, what I mean? Do. And, and I, whether or not they realize it or not, you know, it's like they they and I'm not saying Guns and Roses. I'm saying all these bands. You know they're going to be me too. For what happens because at the end of the day, it's like when they do go away, who's who's next? That's, you know, no, exactly. It's, this like, is, it's, it's, it's like drinking the well dry. Come on, man, we're going to need somebody. You know what I mean? I know. And and what becomes popular now are cover songs of old like like Weezer uh, covering Toto or Bag Company um, being covered by Five Finger Death Punch. You know, like yeah. that, those are their biggest songs or older songs. So, like, what is the next tier? And uh, that's why I like, you know, bands like you and, and Rival Sons. Um, I, I'm, at the time when I'm releasing this episode, I, I'm going to be referring to an episode that's not released yet. But um, you will hear uh, Mike Malley from Rival Sons. I asked, you know, how he got on the GNR tour. And they have a, the sim, similar, uh, they have the same label, same management. Yeah. Okay. But obviously, if they were shit, they wouldn't have been. They've been on multiple tours, so they wouldn't have been. You know, if they didn't have success, you know, there, there well, has listen, to. At the end of the day, Rival Sons delivers. I mean, they're 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 fantastic. So so you have that going for you. You know what I mean? And then you're you well, have the same the management and the there's same this, label. Yeah, there's, there's a little bit of uh, there needs to be luck and there needs to be talent, and that's yeah. with anything in life. It's whether it's you know GNR themselves. I, Yes. So yeah. I mean, listen. I, I'm not. I, I've had a lot of luck. I've had a lot of fun. I, <laughs> I mean, if if you'd have told me this was going to happen to me, whether or not I, whatever happens to me, my God, I've had a ball. I've had a blast, man. I've gotten to break bread with, with you know, some amazing artists that you know. I've I, I played in front of Steven Tyler at the, at the at the Viper Room, and he dug us and. You know, I played in front of Gene Simmons, and Gene Simmons had me come over to his table, at, you know, and, 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 you know, tell me, you know, you guys could be the next big thing. You know, but come on, man. I mean, if they would have told me that when I was a kid, that's, that's a lot. That's a, that's, a, that's a lot to give somebody, and I appreciate it, man. Like, I, I, when, when I go to my grave, like, I did something, you know what I mean? What, sure. I did the best I could do with, with what I had, you know what I mean? Like, Literally, you know, the funds are limited, you know what I mean? Because it comes out of my pocket. Everything that happens comes out of my pocket. Do you feel like you're, I'm, you're living a second life now? Because you said you started this really now at 35, or not now at 35, but then at 35. And I just turned 35, and I, I'm like, all right, where's my life going now? As I've been doing radio for 15 begun. So it's just begun for you. I think that's that's no, it's exciting. Just begun for you. Oh well, you know what I mean. Thanks at, for saying. At thirty-five, that. <laughs> man. I mean, it's just beginning. Like you know, listen, it's all just numbers. Sure. You know, it's it's all just numbers. What does it really mean? Like, I can still get up there and kick somebody's ass at twenty years old, guaranteed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can still go up there and throttle anybody that you put up there with us. So what what difference does it make? How old I am? Do you it think that matter? Do you think that matters? Maybe uh, going back to our conversation about the the machine behind Greta Van Fleet, that they look like a bunch of you know they're really young, and what the supposed uh, look for a band may you know 
young. And- well, I think this. All right, let's talk about this. This is what I think, and I'm not talking about Greta Bonfleet because I don't know, but this is my thing. If you get a hold of a kid that's 18, 17 years old, you can manipulate him. You can you can tell him what to play. You can create that shit. You can say, hey, wear this shirt. You're going to sound like Led Zeppelin. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And we're going to make you stars. And poof. You know what I mean? Somebody's got some dough. They create this whole thing and they do it. Come on. If you come to me and you tell me, hey, Jimmy, you're going to wear this shirt and you're going to do this and you're going to do this. I don't know. Fuck you. I'd rather play at the Viper Room for the rest of my life. So I that makes sense uh, that there's less con- control over, which yeah. ideally is what you want. You want creative control over your your own fucking songs and your music and your being and everything. And it, it freaks people out when they can't control they really it. Have? Yeah, and they how can, much? How much of that do they really have? Because I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that band. Just no, that's just a it's a, a hypothetical just example. No, no. Yeah, right. Yes, because you know, I have to say, I I I like Greta Von Fleet, man. And I, you know, at first I was like, Wah! you know what I mean, but I was just jealous. You know what I mean? That's all that was. At the end of the day, I mean, they're doing it. They're out there playing music, man. They're having a good time. And at, at the end of the day, isn't that what we started this whole conversation about? It was like, let's all be. Let's all get on each other's side here and, and hey, you know what I mean? They're doing it. People are buying tickets, so they're doing something right. You know, whatever it is, you know. Yeah, and I think that you're doing something right uh, regardless, you know, of what uh, other people, whatever their path may be. That, well, if you, you believe know, in it, if you believe in it and, and, and you, you know, you really, I mean, I don't, I don't think people realize how hard we work. I work on this 24 fucking seven hmm. i sleep eat breathe this shit you know what i mean like hillbilly herald to me is is the you know it, it's my it's it's my life i love it you know what i mean and if if you know if if it only stays this big and i get to play the viper room every six months man okay i can live with it you know what i mean i obviously i fight for it to go bigger you know what i mean you know i i really do hustle man i, I mean it, you people don't understand how much hustle goes into it. You know, I don't just go out and do a slash show. And then somebody shows up at my door and strokes me a check and says, all right, this is what's going to happen next. That's not what happens. You know what I mean? No, definitely not. And there are a lot of people who have either opened for or played with slash that, you know, aren't, weren't handed checks right after. And this is a place to hear their story and find out what's, what's going on now because people, Kara, I told you, I, you know, I just mentioned a couple positive reactions uh, to just mentioning that you were coming on the show. So who's in the band now? Like, How do we look at, you know, and excuse again my, my ignorance, how do we look at Hillbilly Herald? Do we look at it as a, a Jimmy thing or is it an entity, a band? Like how do we, how do we look at it? a brand. A brand. I got it. That it's a brand, sense. man. You know, it's, it, it, and it has to be because, you know, listen, everybody that's in here right now, they're great. They're fantastic. I mean, I've got, you know, this, this kid named Robo on guitar. He's, he's phenomenal. And I've got this guy, other guy named Barry Pointer on rhythm guitar. And, you know, he, he wrote the theme song for, for, uh, the Batman Lego movie. He knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? I got this, this guy named Elvis on the bass, you know, and he used to get in his van and do 260 shows a year in his band. You know what I mean? Like making no money. Like my, my drummer, I have the same drummer, Louie. It, these guys are the guys that that we can go to the next level. And the other guys were fantastic. I love them all. You know what I mean? And I, But, you know, sometimes people are like, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm going to go do this. It's not enough for me. Like, I 
I think I, I think I enjoy the beating, to be honest <laughs> with you. I mean, I do. I relate you know, to right? that in radio, man. I mean, this this these fifteen yeah. years have been uh, have been interesting. I'm I'm certainly not making uh, stern money. Uh, this podcast I'm doing free. You know, I'm I'm lucky that I'm able to use the equipment while working at iHeart, and you know, had the connection to get it on the iHeart Radio app, but. Uh, in essence, I'm, I'm putting in all the hours and doing it by myself, just like you're doing it all by yourself. So I, I, I get the grind just to do something that you, you love doing. And the perception of other people. People always think of, you know, I, I hang out with rock stars. I'm like, no, I, I, I just caught Ice Cube coming out of the bathroom and asked him for a selfie. That's it. I'm not hanging out. That's with it. <laughs> That's well, all. I mean, you know, you know, social media has put that whole thing in our head. That, you know, everybody always puts this this wonderful life up. Come on, man. You know what I mean? It's not all that good. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm saying not in a negative way because life is good, but but it's not like every day's Disneyland. Like I like I said, man, it's it's a twenty four seven hustle. If you want to get these gigs that we're getting, you gotta hustle. You know what I mean? Like I gotta it's not like they're handed to me. You know what I mean? I have to it's Where did you get I that uh I, where did you get that that drive? Did that come from you know the the lightning rod. That's stuff. the hillbilly. That's, that's the hillbilly. That's, that's, yeah, is that, that's 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 those coal miners, and you know that's. And I'm not saying that to be like, uh, whatever. You know what I mean? That's the truth. Like it's 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 always been in me. You know what I mean? I I've always worked hard. You know what I mean? And it's like, and, and there's nothing better than working hard for something that you love. Hey man, there's days when it brings me to to tears or brings me to my knees, and I'm like, fuck this. I don't ever want to do this again. You know what I mean? And my girlfriend will be like, let's just sleep on it. And the next day I'm up, you know what I mean? And business as usual, you know what I mean? And I think they all, everybody goes through that. You know, I mean, even, even at, at the, at the, you know, the, the bigger you get, the more problems you're going to have. Come on. I mean, you know, more, all that shit's going to create more problems, more money, be, more problems, more money, more <laughs> money to fight over more. You know, it's, it's, it's all going to become a, an issue. And then, you break up and then you do a reunion tour or whatever. And unfortunately, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be too old for a reunion tour, but that's that's a joke. But you know, no, I got you. No, you seem to have the, you know, the work like, ethic, and, and who knows? That might have been what really uh, caught Slash's eye because he he fucking hustles. I mean, all he he does is seemingly is uh, is be in the studio. You know, that's something I, I've asked. You know, other musicians where they have a main band, like when I interview uh, Alex Grassi. And, uh, mm. and I know Alex. Yeah. So from, you know, from those, I'm sure people are quite right and hookers and blow and, yeah. you know, like what, don't you want a break? Don't you want to just watch Netflix and just chill for a week? But it seems to be like where you're happy. Like, you know, I'm in a radio station all the time. Why do I need to be in it more than I need to be? Well, cause I want to be because I, I, I yeah. like it here. So, um, I, I asked it, but you don't have to give the, the full uh, answer to it. Uh, that's as far as new music. So it's, you have it. It's just a matter of, I have of, tons of, I have tons of new music and I have it recorded, you know, there's just no ETA. Like said, there's no, like you just don't know when it may come out. Well, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, find another team to get behind it. You know what I mean? Like I said, if I just put it out, it would make no sense. You know, and some kid hit me up the other day and goes, we need new music. You know, I bought both your CDs, and, and I, I love you, man. I love you, but I can't make a living off two CDs. <laughs> I can't, you know what I mean? I can't, and, and I love you, man. If you want to come over to my house for a barbecue, I'll play you the record. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, hands maybe, down. You want to come out here and fucking hang out in my backyard? I'll play you the record. Maybe you, you should do I mean? that. But, get get uh, get more hillbilly because I I was, I'm just enjoying watching you and your videos. I, I again I mentioned the uh, the one earlier about you showing us the the hillbilly cave and everything. You should do you should play backyard barbecues and just film it and just see uh you know it's get, funny that you get the name that, out there. We've got some we've got some uh we we we've been talking about doing some stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's funny that you say that, but I just. You we can have get to sponsors. figure out. You can get sponsors. How is PBR a sponsor yet? How Let me get... tell you something about that shit, dude. Okay. They don't sp- they don't sponsor you until you don't need to be sponsored. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Like PBR I did that whole thing PBR nobody ever hit me up. I mean, I carry that damn it's to the point where I don't even want to use the beer can mic stand cuz I'm like, fuck, man. It's like you know, like what more do I need to do? But maybe they're like, "Hell, man, he'll do it for free, so why even why even do it?" You know what I mean? But I mean, you think about that. If, if Steven Tyler wanted to take the, the the bandanas off his mic stand and put beer cans, they'd pay his ass. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, obviously he's Steven Tyler. He's playing right. in front of a billion people, so it, it makes more sense, doesn't it? Mm. But yeah, you. I don't know, man. I don't know why they don't. You know, it's it's just like it's the whole thing of like getting endorsements or drumsticks. They're going to give them to the person that that can actually sell more product, and they're not going to help somebody get to that point. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it has connection to your dad, so don't don't change it. But the only other option would be just to find some local IPA <laughs> and put them on your your mic stand or something like that. Someone who wants to get their name out there. But it's still really creative but, and cool, let, 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 and something let, 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 you never let forget. Clarify this. Let me, let me clarify this. I never did that to get PBR to to um, endorse. Oh, that. I, I did that ten years ago, and I did that because. That was my old man's beer, and it was like me being on stage and having a beer with my old man. Oh, I never even got that impression. I just think that's uh, yeah, no, that's well, no, no. I know, but, but I did this, you know. And the other day, they were like, "Well, we should make a video and send it out to PBR." And I thought, you know what? Hell yeah, we should. Yeah, just to see what they, you know, what they say, and you know, they didn't say anything. So there's your answer. You know what I mean? Which is fine, man. It's like I, you know, it's it's cool. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on here to like raise funds or you know, like I'm just trying to <laughs> raise awareness, like. If you really want this to happen, you got to get behind it. Mm. You know, it's like if you if you open a restaurant and everybody comes in and eats for free, eventually the restaurant has to close. It's just it is what it is. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, that's my favorite restaurant. Well, hell yeah, it is because they gave you free shit. You know, but you're going to go somewhere else and eat after that place closes. They just bury it and move on. Well, it, it ain't. I'm glad that the new music is in the can, at least. So, I mean, it, it, that's I think that for fans, that's something to look forward to. But what about uh, like someone like me who has yet to see you live? I mean, what about touring and doing any shows? I mean, I know you got. Well, that I'm going is, to really again. Yeah, that comes down to that comes down to uh, you know how, how many asses can we put in the seats? You know, and if if people aren't. Behind the, you know, like I said, you need to you need to get your stuff out there, which we're we're going to start doing a lot more like social media and 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 just you know we're going to start using the platforms that are given to us and see if we can't you know get that to to help get awareness. But it's, you know, it's it's a favor for a band to take another band out. You know, it costs money. Like they got to feed us. They got to you know they got to they got to have somebody help get our gear off stage. They got to you know it, it, it costs money to have a band out there. Like it's not free. You know what I mean? They don't. 
they got to pay you. They got to, you know, you got to get to the next city. You got to eat again. It's like, there's a lot that goes into that shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's money out of the headliner's pocket. Hmm. Well, so the, I, the next two headliners you're working with, because uh, yes, it's, it's a podcast. I'm going to release this uh, tonight, so it'll be very timely. But working with uh, a former guest of the show, Chips Enough, have you played with him before? No, I haven't. But, I, you know, uh, a long time ago, we had I had a conversation. He, he had mentioned me coming down and auditioning for um, – Adler, Stephen Adler, to to way back then they had the Adler's Appetite, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, he, the band, yeah, they, the, the band members keep changing, and now uh, they have a new singer from Argentina. When it was, concert- he's great. Yeah, I I would like to interview him. Uh, if yeah, I he's great. I, I want to put the feelers out because I interviewed Constantine Marulis, thinking I was going to be the singer for a while, and that that ended. And now they have a new uh, Tanya bass player. Uh, mm-hmm. So you never know when another opportunity to be in. The Menudo, uh, I, I often call GNR Menudo, but maybe Atlas Appetite. They've uh, well, I, I, you know, listen, I, I'm cool with doing what you know. That's 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 Axel. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to be Axel. I'm trying to be Jimmy Harrell or Hillbilly Harrell. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. That doesn't interest me. You know what I mean? It really doesn't. I'm not doing it to get a paycheck. You know what I mean? True. I got gotcha. you. I mean, that's what I asked Chip. I I think that's what I asked Chip, or I might have asked Alex this as well. Um, when they were a part of Hookers and Blow. Like, are you doing this for, for fun? Like, what are you doing this for? Are you doing the, doing this to be in the band with somebody in Guns N' Roses? Are you doing this for a paycheck? Like, what is it for? So it's... You, you definitely make your your intentions clear, and that's just being organic and just wanting to play good music and not really... Yeah. It doesn't seem to be any old sort of a alternative motive or anything like that. I, I mean, I, I would imagine those guys, they're all buddies, you know what I mean? So they're having a good time, you know what I mean? And, and they get hookers and blow together, and it's, it's a good show, and, you know, they're all making a little bit of dough, and, and you know what I mean? It's, it's a good time, you know what I mean? Like, breaks up the, you know, the, the monotony of the other hustle, you know what I mean? You get to go off and do this, and, and then go back to your, you know, it, it's like uh, Hollywood vampires. I mean, not on that, that level, but, you know, like right. Aerosmith, Joe Perry gets to go jam with Alice Cooper, and it's probably a lot less it's probably fun. You know what I mean? And then, and then you go, then you go home. And it's it's like, you know, having a, a young lady on the side, you know what I mean? Or whatever you're into, you know what I mean? Sure. You get to go and you get to play with your buddies and you have a good time. And, and then, you know, you got to get the machine back together and that's Aerosmith and you got, cause everybody wants to see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I, Maybe, maybe it's, I would, I would be freaked out if I had to get up there and sing Axl Rose songs because it's my hero, you know what I mean? And it's like, I would never do it any justice, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not going to attempt that shit, you know what I mean? Mm. I've sat in with Steven Atler and, you know, I did Welcome to the Jungle at Lucky Strike and that was, that was super cool just to play with him. I mean, to play with him is an honor, you know what I mean? That's, I mean, he's Steven Atler. He's, he's a fantastic, I mean, Appetite for Destruction is the best record Ever, you know what I mean? To me, so it's like to get to step on stage and do a song with him. But I, you know, I like what I do. You know, how was meeting uh, him uh, like off the stage, playing with him? You know, that's playing with one of your idols. But you know, it, it, it seems to be as you mentioned with Axel, even with Slash, and now with Steven, Just I'm, I'm assuming you're going to say what a sweet and wonderful guy he is because that's what usually what I get. Well, I've, I've, you know, Steven's always been super cool to me and i've met steven a bunch of times and he's always been super cool to me so 
I love Steven. You know what I mean? It's, uh, Steven Atler's, I mean, he's Steven Atler. You know what I mean? He's, he's drummer, guns and roses, it's me. You know what I mean? So it's like, he's he's one of the gods, you know? Well, you're meeting, so, you're just meeting all these great people who are going to give you, you know, whether like a slash what give you advice or take you along or just to kind of show you praise. Like you mentioned, Gene Simmons and Steven Tyler are into, you know, those don't seem like guys who would be lying. <laughs> I don't think they care enough to lie. Like I said, I, I, I have been blessed. You know what I mean? Like how many people would just like to be, to do that once in their life? Like I, I come from Indiana, man, where, you know, we, I didn't have shit. You know what I mean? Like to come out here, I came out here with 600 bucks, you know, and, and to be here 20 years later, you know, I, I, my girlfriend and I just bought a house and I got a house in Southern California. It's like, come on, man. Like it doesn't get any better than this. I mean, maybe it does. You know what I mean? <laughs> does that, does that undo the whole conversation we just have? Like, I'm not, I'm not dying over here. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm having a good time, but you, you know? got goals, yeah, but you got goals. Yeah, I want it. Yeah. I want it to go to the next level. You know what I mean? But it's it's pretty fucking good, you know what I mean. So then, how can we help? We go to it's just um, hillbillyherald dot com, and is that where we can find you on Spotify and YouTube and all that fun stuff? Yeah, we're in, we're you know we're in, we're on Spotify, we're on YouTube, we're on you know we're on iTunes, we're you know we're we're everywhere that you can find. We're you know we're in fifty thousand jukeboxes across the U.S. You know. So, I, I mean, the only thing that can happen is, like, you know, I think about the Kiss Army all the time. Remember when they, they couldn't get nothing going, and then they go to Michigan that one time, and Michigan loved them. And, you know, they were a New York band, but they broke out of Michigan. Hmm. You know, but you just need a you got to get people to get behind it, you know, if they're into it. You know what I mean? You can't force them either. You know, they gotta they got to love it, you know? No, of course. I mean, well, the band that we talk about, GNR, they didn't break break until what an, a, almost a year with appetite being out there yeah. and they finally got that that favor push as the legend goes by playing the video at 2 a.m on mtv and that was what changed everything what if that never happened you know this, this great music and this great live show i guess depending upon you who you ask live show but you know back in the day with people all fucked up or whatever um, well it keeps us guessing because we still it, it gives us hope because you know Think about that story and think about, think about, you know, Slash walking into a bar and telling the guy to start a band. You know, there's, that's, that's, that's a luck. great beginning chapter. <laughs> is like, that, is that, well, I don't, you know, is that luck or is that destiny? Is it, was it supposed to happen? Like, it could be all kinds of weird things. You know what I mean? Like, does that happen? It hasn't happened happen to me. To, Not to me. <laughs> that I know for it, sure. And, and, and but you know it happened to me, and it's like wow, you know what I mean. If you really sit and think about it, it's 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 pretty cool, man. You know, like he helped me get through a lot of things, you know, and then that gave me um, closure on the whole dad thing. And I've moved on since then, you know, and, and mm. wrote different music with different people, and it, it opened up these mm. this whole world. It, I mean, it literally opened up a whole other world. You know, you're sitting around at a you know you're sitting at a table with with him and the conspirators and you're having breakfast and you're thinking, or, you know, like, you know, we were on tour one time and they, you know, we all went to the movies and I'm thinking, this is, you know, somewhere in Orlando. And I'm thinking, this is crazy. You know what I mean? This is, this is cool. You know? And, and you know, do you remember what you saw? It, What's, what did we see? I was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was the, wait a minute. It was like an Avengers or like a transformers or something like that. It was one of those big, Oh, CGI yeah. explosion kind of movies. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. 
I was trying to think, but, you, know, you know, what did you see with Slash? Because yeah. I know he's a horror guy, as am I. Yeah. You know, but just just to be, you know, just to be like, hey, man, he's cool. Let's, let's you know, and that, it makes you feel good. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, this is great. You know what so, I mean? So it must have made you feel good that, you know, because we weren't sure what the future was for the conspirators for a while. I, you know, I interviewed Todd Kearns uh, earlier in the year, and he didn't even tell me. Like, you know, he's like, I, I, he's like, I, there'll be a future. Things will happen. And then like a month or two later, then all the announcements happened. And then with the tour, so... Like, how does it feel that you're going to be opening up uh, for them again at the legendary whiskey? It's, 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 it's amazing. It really is. It's amazing. It's, it's an, you know, cause there's, there's times when you think, Oh shit, nothing's going to happen, man. You know, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. And then you get this little, uh, you get a little nibble of the cake and you're like, all right, you know, I can turn this into something. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's, let's make this, let's turn this into something. It, it's, it's a blessing. It's, I don't know what to say. I mean, you know, it's great. You know, I ran into Frank last night at the comedy show and I ran into him twice this week, actually. And, huh. and I, you know, I said, to, I said to him, it's, it, we keep running into each other. Maybe this is meant to be, you know what I mean? It's, it's, mm. it's cool. And those, all those guys are, I mean, they're, they're fantastic people, you know? And I think that's the, that's the cool thing. It's like, they're all good people, you know, and they, you want to hang out with them. You want to be a part of it, you know? And now, I think that's the best part. And I think that you got to find other things to take away from it besides, because you can get caught up in it. You know, I get caught up in it and you're, you're hustling, you're trying to get, 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 get. But it's like, hey, man, you know, at some point you got to pump the brakes, you got to do the work and, and let it find you. Yeah. You know? and, and just take everything in. You know, you got to take it. Otherwise, certain things could pass you by. Uh, also, before you, you go, because I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about how was it recording? With Gilby Clark, because that's somebody else you know we grew up oh. with. Uh, how did that come about? It was it was it was amazing. Uh, Gilby Gilby and I became really good friends, and and I have to say, man, Gilby Clark is he's just a sweetheart. I mean, amazing person. And I, I went over there, and we we kind of um, I don't know what would it be like, you know, to see if it would work, kind of vibe, you know. And and we sat down, and him and I wrote two songs together: "Rattle My Cage" and "Company We Keep," which made the record. And uh, like right off the bat, you know, he played me something and I was like, Gilby, I got to, we got to write lyrics to that. I want to sing on that. I mean, it's totally ACDC, just, it's killer. And uh, we sat down and very like uh, easy to work with, amazing. And then, you know, you're thinking, is this going to work? Is this going to work? And I remember going into his garage because Gilby builds like motorcycles and shit from the ground. Like this guy's amazing. Like go up in his garage and he's, putting together a motorcycle. Yeah, it's I've been following him on uh, Instagram because uh, I'm not cool like you and, and friends with him, so I got to stalk him. But that, that's sick. He, like, he should do his own uh, like TLC show or something. I told him, you know, you should do Gilby's Garage. And he should <laughs> oh, perfect. Would, the mean, name is right man. there. Yeah. Gilby's Garage. But uh, anyway, uh, like, uh, you know, I went in his garage and I, and I was looking around his garage and everything was organized to a T. Like everything was, the helmet's, Everything was lined up like Walmart, you know, like everything was labeled. <laughs> and I thought, this is the guy. I mean, in my head, you know what I mean? I was hoping he was thinking, this is the guy. I want to make a record. But I was thinking, oh, my God, this guy's got, he's got it. Like, he's like, you know, and when we were recording, he's like, do you hear that? And I was like, I don't hear it. I don't hear it. I don't hear it. We got it. That's not right. We, and I'm like, he just has an ear. Like, he's, hmm. he's music. Gilby is, Gilby is music, you know. Hmm. He's the real deal. Rides his bike every day around Los Angeles. You know, he, he rides from L.A. to Sturgis, 
He doesn't fly. He rides his Harley there. Hmm. Like that's, that's real deal shit to me. Like you've always heard <laughs> as most people trailer their bikes in and fly in. This guy doesn't do that. He rides there and he rides back and he plays while he's there. You know, like that's, to me, that's, that's, that's rock and roll. That's, that's cool. That's, that's you know? desperado kind of shit. Right, right there. Yeah, man. Like he's on different, he's on a different plane. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, it's cool to watch him work, you know, cause he's just, he's in it. You know, it's hard to sit in the studio with him cause he turns the, then speakers up so fucking loud, man. It's, like, <laughs> it's crazy how loud he gets it in there. But you know, the, the whole experience was amazing. And I think he took the band to a, to another level and, and, uh, you know, brought the best of us out, you know, well, brought the best out of us. It sounds like, you know, and I get the, the plan of thinking of getting to the next level, but it really sounds like you're at a, a great and awesome level now. So, yeah. you know, be proud yeah. of all the accomplishments, what you've been able yeah. to, you know, especially with everything that you've been through, to be where you are now in life, I think is just nothing short of of a level a lot of people strive to be at, you know, yet while you... I appreciate You know what I mean? I, I appreciate it. I, 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 you know, any, any of those guys listening to this podcast out there, I, I appreciate it, you know, and I, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, like, it, 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 it's 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 fucking cool, man. And, and to give somebody an opportunity and take a chance on, I mean, I've had a lot of people take chances, you know what I mean? And, and hopefully this band delivers, you know, but it, 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 it's at a certain point, it's out of my hands. You know what I mean? I can only, I'm only, I'm only the guy, you know what I mean? I'm going to need other things behind it. You know what I mean? So hopefully we'll get it over the, over the next hurdle, but I, you know, I'll, I'll continue to try. Well, you know, I, I'll continue I, to do the work. I appreciate you taking a chance uh, being on this podcast because I don't know how many interviews you you do, and I know sometimes my sense of humor and approach people are like what, but I think everyone no, has everyone great. everyone has a good time because it's usually like a Guns and Roses podcast. I'm like, well, that's just yes and no because I'm just like every other rock podcast. If it's just me us talking about just straight up rock and roll, but it's look at all the places that we went. Because just because you you've opened for Slash, look at all the place things that we've we've spoken about, and that's yeah. what it's all it's about. It's so about so much. There's so much. You know, there's so much more. It's it's crazy how like you get connected to that to that world. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy to have that connection to you know. Think about that. You know, like to have a connection to your favorite band. You know? Oh that's yeah, pretty cool. You know? Oh, so to be a is. part of anything Guns and Roses. I mean, I. They, to me, like I said, they're they're the Beatles to me. There is no better band than Guns N' Roses to me. You know, I saw them, I saw them at the uh, Troubadour, and then I saw them at uh, at uh, where did I see them at? I saw them at the Dodger Stadium, and then I saw them. But I've seen them. You know, I saw them back in '87, open for Aerosmith. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> see, I, I yeah, dude, I saw that shit as a kid. How, I mean, I was a little kid. And I, how vivid is it crazy. still in your memory? Oh. You know, but I mean, you know, you you think about it, and obviously, you your 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 brain starts to create even more, you know, things that didn't happen. But I mean, come on, it was it was the show. I it, this is the thing. I I bought tickets to see them, like they were supposed to be with David Lee Roth, <laughs> and they didn't do that show. It ended up being Faster Pussycat. And then I bought tickets to see them again, and something happened. And then my buddies were like, we're not buying any more tickets. You know what I mean? They don't show up or whatever happens. And I was like, well, I'm, I, you know, and I went to the music, local music store. And I remember the, the owner of the music store was there. And he's like, Jimmy, they're coming. They're going to play with Aerosmith. And they're playing. It's like six hours away somewhere in Michigan. And, uh, you know, I was like, give me the ticket. And, you know, I just got my driver's license, I think, or somebody got their driver's license. And we all drove up to Michigan. And 
and uh, they were there. And I was thinking, holy shit, dude, like they're here. Like they came out and it was like crazy. It was 1980, I think it was 87 or 88, right? Mm-hmm. 88 maybe. You know, and they just came out and did their thing. And it was only, they only played for like, it seemed like 20 or 30 minutes. It was probably a 45 minute set, you know? I, I, I'm uh, I'm envious because I, I mentioned the first time he's seeing them was with, I mean, it was cool, but it was with Buckethead. <laughs> now on the Chinese oh, democracy wow. tour, as I started the whole show, I mean, I'm younger than you. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I might have been at a certain age, but I would have had to been real young to see GNR when they were still together. I would have been, yeah, my parents at like eight or nine. I don't even know if I was ready to see Muppets on Broadway yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that band. I remember the first time I saw anything of them live was that uh, that concert they did on MTV. Sure, the Ritz, the Ritz show. Mm-hmm. Live, I still watch that all the time. Yeah, and and, oh. ju- and just like you, their music got me through a, a lot of difficult times as well. And I think in turn, your music is probably helping a lot of people as well. So I, I'll just say continued success, and I hope there is a point where you do come out to uh, New York, Long Island, where I can you know, see you in person and, and experience the full Hillbilly uh, live show that I've heard so many uh, great things about. Uh, but until then, I mean, just like the best of luck opening up for, for Enough's Enough and, uh, of course, Slash. I mean, they're both uh, riding high right now on, on two new records. So you're on two uh, really good, uh, you know, uh, bookings. And hopefully well, the, the uh, new album happens sooner rather than later as far as putting it right. out, you know? All right. Well, I, I appreciate you, and I appreciate uh, your time, and, and best of luck to you too, man. And uh, I, I would be also remiss if I failed to mention this. Um, I haven't drank in almost three years. However, my favorite drink was PBR, so I don't know what that's— Oh, really? <laughs> I was not—I didn't really have a great palate, but whenever I would go up to—I I, I started my radio career in, in Cape Cod, and I had friends in Boston— and for whatever reason, I mean, is it from there? Like, Pabst Blue Ribbon was just, that was like the only place I would ever see it out was in when I was in Massachusetts. So I would look forward to, one of the reasons I would look forward to visiting my friends in Mass, uh, in Mass wherever it was, was to drink PBR. It, it's just, see PBR? Get on, get on track here, man. We're promoting the shit out of this. <laughs> oh, we, we, we carry that flag, you know what I mean? And, and listen, like I said, we're, we're blue-collar people band. We like... All, every kind we don't we don't judge we don't we got no time for that shit we're there i'm there to entertain and and have a good time and and uh you know pbr was part of my family growing up and that's <laughs> you know it is what it is that, i like it you know, it's unique you know, it's so unique it's, we're it's... all family whether they like me or not we're family so that's it right on you know i i do want to say this i do want to say that that i appreciate uh i appreciate you know Elvis, and I appreciate Robo, and I appreciate Louie, and I appreciate Barry for for uh, for playing this music with me. And and I just want to give them a shout out because I think that you know sometimes it gets lost because it's this hillbilly Harold, you know Jimmy Harold thing. But I can't do it without a band. So right. these guys have worked their asses off, and this last show, and you know this this uh, Chips Enough birthday party is going to be amazing. We're going to deliver, and and I want to thank those guys for for being in my corner. Awesome. You know, I want to make sure that's out there. I can't wait. I mean, I wish, obviously, I could wish it, uh, it could be at both of those shows, um, you know, obviously opposite coast. But I hope there are plenty of pictures and maybe videos that come out of it because they both sound like they're going to be an incredible time. So just best of luck, continued success, and, you know, I hope we can do this again. We will. 
and I appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jimmy. Thanks, buddy. So that does it for episode 83 of the AFD show. Uh, another unique character in this, uh, we'll use his word, umbrella uh, of, of Guns N' Roses, and somebody that I would not, it wouldn't have been on my initial radar. There are a lot of people, of course, I mean, yeah, I would love to interview Axel and Slash and Doug. I mean, those are, but I kind of like that I, I can't yet or ever because they're, you know, that's something to, 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 to work toward. That's kind of what the essence of and the, the theme of this episode is working towards that next level. But Jimmy's enjoying his level. I'm enjoying my level right now. I'm enjoying the fact that I've been doing this for 83 episodes and the amount of support that I've been getting from you. So uh, thanks so much. You know, please continue the uh, the feedback. Not just, um, yes, you can rate us on, on Facebook by giving us five stars um, at the AFD Show, also at the AFD Show on Twitter. Uh, thanks uh, for all those, whether you're listening on the iHeartRadio app, Spreaker, Stitcher, AlternativeNation.net, SoundCloud, iTunes continues to be a son of a bitch, but we are working on a YouTube channel with the help of RazQ, and it's looking pretty, pretty good. I think we're going to launch it when we get the first 20 episodes up. So maybe if you want to relieve, uh, relive those, um, you know, slight visuals, nothing too crazy, uh, just something to, you know, that's not just boring. Um, and just be on the lookout for that, and you will be kept abreast of everything that's going on with the AFD show. If you follow us from episode to episode, uh, between episodes, on social media, Twitter and Facebook, again, both at the AFD show. Uh, until next time, when is the next episode? When are you going to see it? Well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. security, I'm going home.